this truck has naughty words. Welcome to the Sexy Selfish Podcast Series. I'm your host, Shona Gates. I'm a women's life coach, success strategist, and a self-proclaimed badass. And I'm here to help you rediscover your authentic self, stop delaying your happiness, and step into your truth. This podcast has been created to connect, inspire, and nurture mums who want more. Are you ready? Welcome to the Sexy Selfish Podcast. Today, I'm doing something a little bit different. This is completely unplanned, unscheduled, out of nowhere podcast, but it just kind of hit me like a ton of bricks, what I needed to share with you guys. I've just, you know, got out the shower, I've done a meditation um, and just kind of feeling in a place of total flow and total alignment. And I was asking myself, what do I need to share with everyone today? And it just, my own voice popped into my head and like, you need to share about the benefits of being broke. This is something I have been journaling on a lot recently. It's popping up in my coaching sessions a lot as well. And now it's time to share with you guys. And I figured that an audio would be the best way for me to really communicate this as concisely as I could without worrying about doing a Facebook live or turning into a training and just just share from the heart. The benefits of being broke is one of the biggest breakthroughs I had early on in my money mindset journey. It was one of the first big moments where I went, oh my God, this is what is holding me back from where I am now getting to where I want to be. And it was the fact that we all have everything that we do in life, every single little thing that we do must benefit benefit us in some way. Otherwise, we wouldn't do it. Okay. There has to be a benefit in everything that we do. Okay. There's a benefit to eating. There's a benefit to drinking. Even the things that you don't think are a benefit to you, there is some type of benefit there that you are maybe not consciously aware of, but subconsciously it's there. You might think wiping your baby's bottom doesn't benefit you whatsoever. But if I asked you to take a moment and, and list all the benefits of changing a pooey nappy, you, your you know child has a rash-free bottom, you feel like a good mum, then they're nice and clean and you, you can hold them and, and cuddle them without gagging or putting a peg over your nose. There are benefits to even the most awful thing and the most disgusting things that we do. In the back of our minds, there is always a benefit there prompting us on because if we didn't have that benefit there, why would we do anything? So when I say to people, what's holding you back is the the benefits that you currently have from being broke. And they obviously get really defensive and they're like, well, of course I don't want to be broke. Of course I want to be wealthy. I want to attract abundance. I want to have a 10-figure coaching month. And on a conscious level, they do want more money. They want to be wealthy, but it's these subconscious benefits of being broke that are keeping them stuck. So I wanted to share a couple of examples today 
um, as, and mine as well, my benefit of being broke, in, in hopes that it might be able to resonate with you or trigger you to think about the own reason, your own reasons for staying small, for playing the small game, for being quiet, for staying small and taking up less space than you know that your potential allows you to. Because there is some reason right now that is stronger for you to stay broke than the benefit of you becoming wealthy and getting out of that scarcity mindset. And that's all it is at the moment. Like what's, which benefit is pulling you stronger? And often it is these subconscious ones that we don't know. They're actually like controlling what's happening. Okay, they're like the computer program that's written into us and we might have the keyboard and we might have the mouse and be able to direct things on the screen. But the program actually running us, um, you know, without like thinking about the matrix or anything crazy, but the program actually running us, the coding behind how it all works, that is your subconscious beliefs. So when I sat down the first time and asked myself, what are the benefits of me being broke? Why, you know, I'm staying small. I'm sabotaging myself financially for a reason. Why do I want to stay broke? Like, what are the benefits? What do I get? What's the payoff of staying broke? Because right now that must be more than the payoffs of being financially abundant. And it was true. Once I went into it, it really was. The benefits of me staying broke were, you know, it's quite complicated. It's not an easy one. But when I started journaling on this and I spent a few days journaling on it because when you're journaling on this deep stuff um, when you're really starting to bring up old emotions and triggers um, and you might find this as well when you start to do this work or maybe you've experienced it before but for me if I'm journaling on something really emotionally triggering if I'm deep diving into stuff my subconscious almost doesn't want me to access yet I will suddenly find myself feeling really nauseous I will get an instant headache I've actually like vomited a couple of times um, you, you know, trying to do this deep emotional work. So you may find it's incredibly tiring to do this type of work, to dive this deep into yourself and what's the coding around your subconscious. So you might find pretty, if you're pretty exhausted from doing this, you might need to cry, you might need to scream, you might need to have some really great sex, whatever it is to release that pent up energy. I know I'd had to journal on this over a couple of days. It was really incredibly releasing and enlightening, but at the same point, exhausting to realize that I've been holding on to this stuff for so long. The benefits for being broke for me were really all centered around the fact that both in, in my relationship with food and my relationship with money, restriction is my comfortable zone. I, I really struggle when there aren't rules set for me. In, in one point, I have this advocate personality where I hate people telling me what to do. And then in another part of my personality, I really crave someone to just give me the rules of life kind of thing. Like just tell me exactly what to do and I'll do it. I don't want to have to try and figure out these rules by myself. When I was struggling, I have like struggling financially, especially I would feel like I had more control when I was struggling financially and we were in a really, really bad financial situation. I would have all my mental energy would be filled up with worrying about how to make the money work with budgets, with looking at my bills, with checking the bank account, 
um, it kind of, one of the benefits of being broke was I, I had all this mental, I had focus for the thoughts going on in my head. I have INFJ personality, which means my thoughts are constantly going all the time. It's really difficult for me to turn off. It's like having a computer with 82 tabs open at once, right? That's what my brain feels like. So having this struggle around money, being really, really financial screwed, I guess you could say, it gave me focus for my thoughts. I I was stressed about money from the moment I woke up to the moment I went to sleep. And while I realize now, now that we've, you know, disrupted that thought pattern, how destructive that was at the time, it gave me almost purpose and focus to my thoughts, focus to my day. Um, And there was a part of me that craved that. It removes pleasure when you're staying small and you're living from a place of scarcity and lack. It removes the option for pleasure. So you don't have to, for me, it's like going, I don't have to worry about, um, do I want to go to Bali or do I want to buy a new handbag? Do I want to buy a motor? Like it, it removed all those options for me. It removed the pleasure side of things. Like if we wanted to experience pleasure if we wanted to experience entertainment it was like okay well the rule is it's free or it's very cheap it in a way just restricted my choices to a point where I felt comfortable it removed the pleasure so that every option every choice the only deciding factor was is is this as cheap as possible okay how do I make it work the benefit of staying broke for me was that it was like a game where I was really, really proud to be the winner of how do we make it to the end of the month when the money runs out. It was like a game. And every time a bill would come and somehow I'd figure out a way to pay it without going into debt or without putting any money, it was like a win. It was this adrenaline rush of making it work when there's nothing there. I enjoyed the struggle because it gave me structure about spending and saving and decisions. It was everything came down to the budget. Can we afford it? Can we not afford it? That was the only way I had to make any decisions in my life for a long time. Can we afford it? Can't we afford it? The benefit is that I had that rule. And when you're making tens of thousands of dollars every month, you don't necessarily have that rule anymore, which is an exciting thing. And on a surface level, you're like, yes, I want the freedom to not have to be money, make my own uh, money, be the deciding factor in my entire life. But at the same point, maybe subconsciously, you actually crave that structure. You crave those rules. You don't want the abundant life subconsciously because you're not sure you can handle it. Okay, and I'm not saying this is for you. This is my personal um, benefits of being broke. And I'm going to share some of my clients' other examples with you after I, I go through mine for you. I glorified the struggle because it gave me structure. And when we would have, abun- when we would have an abundance of money, which did happen, um, you know, over the years when we were financially struggling, like something would happen, we would sell something, a big check would come in, um, you know, you'd get some, some back pay, whatever it was. We'd, when we get a large amount of money, that's when I would feel almost out of control. Aaron would want to spend it on one thing. I would want to like save it and never touch it. You know, there was this feeling of out of control that we were going to make bad decisions we're going to make bad choices we were then we're looking at impulsive like it it took away the necessity of life instead of just everything being what do we need it was suddenly asking well what do we want 
we can do anything. What do we want? And it's almost like that was so scary to me. Somehow we would self-sabotage every single time we would make impulsive decisions based on instant gratification because we were not used to pleasure. We didn't understand how to make decisions in an abundant state. We only knew how to make decisions and how to spend money and how to live our life from a place of lack. It becomes so much more complicated when you have every choice under the sun. All right. When you have the structure and the rules of can I afford it? Can't I afford it? Being the only decision maker that you have to suddenly going, do I want it? Do I want it now? Do I want it in blue? Do I want it in red? Um, it, it gets so much more difficult, I think, for some of us to figure out. It's the same as food for me. I've been on a diet the majority of my life because a diet gives me structure and rules, which I live my life by. And up until now, up until, you know, a year or two ago when I began this work, that was the only way I knew that the world made sense. These were the rules which, you know, kind of as a young woman, you're looking for rules to define the way that you move about in the world, the way that you understand the world and the community that you live in and and who you are as a person. And for me, those rules came definitely from a place of lack. So restriction, especially with food, um, that was, it was like a game that I was always winning. How, how much food can I eat? How like less amount of food can I eat and still semi-function became the new game. And it's the same with money, how the littlest amount of money that I can spend and still barely function. Two very, very common threads. And I want to take some time in a, in a separate podcast to really dive into that relationship between, um, you know, your emotional and food and your emotional and money. But it makes sense that my comfort zone previously and for a big part of my life was a place of poverty and restriction. It's where I felt the most comfortable. That's why even on a surface level, I was was working really hard in a business. I was making a little bit more money. I was reaching. I was going, I want this. I want a better life. I want abundance. I don't want to stress about bills anymore. Subconsciously, my comfort zone was poverty. And so there was this benefit to staying broke of comfort and of safety and of rules and structure that I knew that I was familiar with. And it was that comfort that was holding me back from actually creating abundance and wealth because I didn't know what it was going to look like. I don't know. I didn't know the rules. I didn't understand how to live a life from a wealthy place, from a place of abundance. Whenever I made or obtained a large amount of money, I would make stupid impulsive decisions as part of that self-sabotage cycle. It's like I'm trying to prove or I was trying to prove to myself that I can't be trusted with money. It's like binging on a diet as punishment for eating one cookie. I would do the same thing financially. If I made one bad decision with money, it's like, all right, well, we've got the money there, may as well blow it all. And this is a pattern that we repeated over and over and over again in our life until I decided to make money mindset work a priority. That's why I'm so passionate about this because I can see every other mum out there trying whatever new budget, um, trying a new savings plan, trying a new investment, trying a new business, and none of it's going to work unless you actually dig deep into why this pattern's repeating and do something within your mindset, take action to stop and break that cycle. 
making it work. I was always glorifying making it work when we don't have money. It, it would make me feel like a good wife if my husband could come home and be like, oh, I'd like to go on this fishing trip or I'd like to, you know, buy this for the car. And I'd be like, all right, um, I'll sit down with my calculator. I'll sit down with my budget. Give me a few weeks and I'll figure it out. And then to be like, yep, I've made room for X, Y, Z, what you want to do. It was this sick sense of gratification, of feeling, you know, understanding the control of money and that gratification that came from controlling and restricting and moving and yeah it's like I was so scared of money had such a dysfunctional toxic relationship with money that the only way I could cope with it was by that severe restrictive control like somehow I felt that I was better that I was more valid as a mother and a wife that it was my job to make the money work. And I recognize that that part of that is um, not only just my upbringing, but it is a generational, it is a, um, that's what I'm trying to say, generational, it's a hereditary trauma of that got passed down. And they've proven now, they've scientifically proven that traumas that happen um, you know, maybe three or four generations ago in your family can still be present within your DNA. Like that, that carries down. And there was something there, obviously, in the past, you know, whether it was with around the depression, whether it was around wartime, uh, famine, whatever it is, where that has been so deeply ingrained and passed down. And it is, it is, I feel it is my job to help break that cycle for my kids, to give them a better roadmap for their future. But I acknowledge that uh, you know, my parents, my grandparents, everything are just doing the best they can as well. For me, the benefit of being broke is that it feels good to restrict. I am addicted and I was addicted to restriction. I may have dealt with it in terms of my money mindset, the restriction. I'm still dealing with it in the food mindset as I'm going through treatment for an eating disorder. But it feels good to restrict. That restriction and that control is addictive for me and my personality type. And it always has been. It feels like abundance, pleasure and wealth is just, it's too much. It's too big. It's too unknown. It's too scary. And maybe that's why I was scared of success for a long time. While I kept sabotaging my own success, I, I was scared to understand that the world without rules of control and I can and I can't afford. It seems so unknown, that massive abundance, so open-ended that perhaps that's why I was self-sabotaging myself every time I did receive more money. I would get so scared of um, instant gratification, fearing that it wouldn't mean as much unless you struggled for something. Being broke was my comfort zone. That was my benefit, was I was comfortable. I knew the rules. I understood how to be broke. I understood how to make money work and make decisions being broke. That was the subconscious message. I was consciously, I was trying to run a business. I was trying to get more wealth. I'm like, I want more money in our life. I want to have this wealthy life. I wanted it. I did. Consciously, I wanted it so bad. And subconsciously, I wanted it too. But that fear of the unknown, that fear of lack of control, of too many choices, of so much abundance, it, it honestly must have terrified me on some level some deep down hidden level. It's not a conscious thought. I don't go, I want to make more money. And then instantly I think in my head, but then I'll have too much money and too much choice. Like it doesn't happen on a conscious level. This happens on a subconscious level. 
of these benefits of staying small. So some other examples that I've been working with with clients as well is, um, you know, one of my clients has a very interesting relationship with her parents. Um, That's without going into it too much, but a very interesting relationship with her parents. And she always knows that she currently lives with them. Um, she, you know, her children and her live with them. She's separated from her partner and her parents have been always been there to pick up the pieces when things fall apart, which is great. And on a conscious level, she adores them and she loves, and she's so appreciative of everything they do and it's vice versa. They, you know, they, they're the type of parents that would drop everything, move into state, you know, if she had a bad day type of thing. And it's, it's wonderful that they have that interest, like that relationship as well. But it, it become a point where she knows that they are always there to help her if she needs, if anything went wrong, if she got fired from her job, if, you know, she's obviously been separated, she can, they're always going to be there to pick up the pieces and doing more money mindset work. We're working together one-on-one. We were diving into the fact that what, what's her benefit of staying in the situation that she currently is? What is the benefit to that? And that's when we realized the benefit of this is that she feels like if she got incredibly wealthy, if she didn't need her parents when things fell to pieces anymore, if she could hire a nanny, if she could have a beautiful home, if she didn't have to worry about her finances, if she didn't have that, she thinks, well, she believes on a subconscious level that her relationship with her parents would be different, that they wouldn't feel appreciated, that they wouldn't feel as loved, they wouldn't she feels that they wouldn't be in her life as much if she didn't need them as much. So even though on a conscious level, she's trying so hard to change her life, you know, she's studying, she's, you know, working, she's doing everything right. There is this subconscious belief that if she has an abundance of wealth, if she has everything she actually desires, then she won't have the relationship with her parents that she's currently got, which is a really, really strong bond. So there's that fear that she will hurt her parents' feelings by not needing them as much as she currently does or them not, you know, if she moves out and she's completely financially independent, the kids won't see their grandkids every single day, their grandparents, sorry, every single day. And she's worried that that might hurt their feelings. So that's another really, really great example. And we're working through that block together. We're currently in coaching. Um, we're coaching together for four months. So we've got another couple of months to go. And we are working on that belief system and, and changing that belief and changing new habits around recognizing that, you know, it doesn't have to, she can still have the incredible relationship she has with her parents. It will just move through a different phase and her kids will have the incredible relationship they have with their grandkids. They might not have to see them every single day, but that you can still have all those feelings right now of love and comfort and support. She can still have all of that and wealth at the same time. But you can see how subconsciously those triggers. And another great example is a client, um, that I work with and she doesn't have kids at all. So, you know, I usually work with mums, but she and her husband, his, her husband's really, really well paid. He has a great job. I won't, I'm not permitted to tell you what it is, but he has a fantastic job. He makes a lot of money about four times the amount she does. And she has had, we, you know, she's done my program. She's focused on manifesting more money because, you know, they want it, more investment properties. They want this lifestyle. So she's like, I want to make more money. I want to make more money. Consciously, she's really excited about making more money. 
we're doing all the right work. She starts manifesting incredible opportunities. I mean, promotions out of the blue, TV appearances, business opportunities, like flipping properties, opportunities, like everything is coming to her to make more money. And yet she was still so resistant. She was so, she kept pushing it away. She kept sabotaging herself, like, like stupid little things. And she would call me after and be like, why did I do that? Why did I do that? It is the, like, I can see this is the universe trying to give me this opportunity. And yet I'm fucking it up every chance I get. And I would say, babe, we need to look at the benefit of staying broke. Why do you want to stay where you are, even though you're saying you want to move forward? Like, let's dig into that. And we did. And it all came back to watching, you know, her aunt made a lot more than her uncle and her uncle would constantly negatively bite about it. He would drink a lot. He would always make sarcastic comments, call her a high maintenance woman, um, call her, you know, a feminist. Why can't she stay home? And all this negative stuff around money from her aunt and uncle who she was quite close with as a child. And so she realized that her benefit of being the lower income earner in her relationship was she was so scared to emasculate her husband. She felt like if she made a lot of money, she would be emasculating him, taking away his role of provider within their home and their relationship. Um, And, you know, that would obviously be quite magnified if they decided to have kids as well, where she would not be earning anything at all. It would, she said it would feel even harder for her to make money because she felt like she would be taking away the role of provider and taking away a little part of his masculinity. And it turns out once she actually um, ladybolled up and, and spoke to him about this, not just with me on the phone, it turns out he had no issues about his masculinity being tied to his income. It actually had nothing to do with that for him. He views his masculinity in a lot of different ways, not necessarily with how much he makes financially. And they came to an agreement where he actually reduced his job responsibilities um, so that she could actually pursue what she was going to do. And so she's on that road. She's on that track now to be earning, you know, equally what her husband is earning. And that's, that's really exciting for them to move through that process together. But you can see until you actually really are ready to get a hundred percent honest with yourself about why you are stuck where you are and not I'm stuck where I am because the government or my boss won't pay me anymore or my business isn't off the ground yet. Like actually going, I am stuck where I am because it is comfortable because I know it, because I'm too scared to hurt other people's feelings, because I'm just too lazy to do any of the work. You need to first, before you can move forward, you need to first get really, really honest about what the actual benefits of your situation are right now. For a lot of women I work with, and this is just overall across the board, the benefit for women staying small, the benefit to staying broke as a family is you have time with your children. You feel like you have more that you're doing. You're being a better mum somehow. And there's always that the negative benefit of making a lot of money, growing your business really big, outsourcing, getting new staff, new things are growing. It's exciting is the fact that you have less, you may have less time with your family. And there's this whole guilt shame cycle around women spending less time with their family, which is not fair really. Cause if you flip the other coin with men, it's, it's completely normal for men to have less time with their family. So there are these negative benefits and it's just whether you are open to acknowledging them as to whether you're going to be able to work through them and move forward. 
because that's really all. And this is where guaranteed if you haven't made some time to journal on this or think about it, this is where you're going to have some really, really big breakthroughs. But you have to be honest with yourself. It's time to really break open the barriers, stop the resistance and be like, why am I here? Why am I staying small? So, you know, the benefits of say you want to make a lot of money, you want to go back to uni, you want to study, you want to become a surgeon and you have this goal, but you keep sabotaging yourself at every turn, even though you really, really want it and you're saying you really want it. I want you to look out, list out all the benefits. Like what would be the best things to happen if you didn't get your goal? It'd be like, I don't have to work more. I don't have to drive into the city as much. One of my clients, her entire thing about getting a new job, which paid her like double the amount that she was currently earning. And yet she had this whole negative benefit around the fact it was, you know, she would have to drive a little bit further. And so it was going to cut into the time either side um, of her day. And she had this this negative block holding her back. It's like, well, I don't make as much money in my current job, but at least I don't have to drive. I can walk to work. It's just around the corner. So you just need to be honest with yourself. What are the benefits of staying broke? Why are you stuck here? I guess not, not so much asking why are you stuck here, but what is the benefit of things staying exactly the way they are? Taking some time to journal on that. You can write that question down now. What is the benefit of staying exactly where you are now? What is the best thing that's going to happen if nothing changes? Okay, that's what I really want you to think about and acknowledge. And then I want you to, once you've done this exercise, if this was resonated with you, please reach out. I would love to hear how this exercise went for you with your journaling. Did you realize that you actually have a lot of negative benefits around staying exactly where you are? You know, what was the big block or the big trigger for you that's keeping you staying small where you like me where you love the restriction and the control of lack are you like one of my other clients where she was worried about emasculating her partner by making too much wealth you know are you worried about the the damage it may do to your relationships if you aren't as reliant on other people in your life or could it be the fact that you're like yeah well I might make more money but I have less time with my family And it's not saying that that's not important. That's not an important thing to consider. It certainly is. It absolutely is. All your negative benefits are valid, but you just need to be aware and be honest with yourself about why you are currently where you are. Even when you want to be bigger and you want to be better and you want to be so badass about things, you need to be honest with yourself about why you're not there yet. And once you are truly, truly 100% honest, then you can move forward. So I hope this little podcast today, it's been a little bit serious and not my super positive, upbeat, normal stuff, but this is important, guys. And this is really, this topic's been a high level training. This is usually what we go through in my six-week program, Money for Mummy. Um, And, you know, usually it's something we, we discuss together as a group. So you are getting a bit of a sneak peek into what my high paying clients, the type of coaching that I work with, with them. So I hope you appreciate that. I've loved sharing this with you. Um, even though it's quite emotional and it can be a little bit raw opening up about this type of stuff, especially sharing my own personal journey with that poverty and lack mindset. So I hope this has benefited you today. I can't wait to hear your feedback. So if you've listened to this podcast, please pop on over to Instagram at sexy selfish, sexy underscore selfish. Um, 
send me a DM, send me a message, tag me in your status. I would love to see how this went for you. And I will speak to you guys really, really soon. Living paycheck to paycheck, surviving day by day is no way to If you loved this episode, please subscribe and leave me a little love note by tagging me at sexy underscore selfish. To check out more of the Sexy Selfish podcast or to grab some of my little goodies, head on over to the freebie hub at www.sexyselfish.com. It's totally free and it's jam-packed with hours and hours of content for you. Thank you so much for being here with me today on the Sexy Selfish Show and showing up today to become the best version of you. I'm sure you got so much out of today's episode and I know that I really did as well. If there is someone in your life who would really benefit from hearing this episode and some of the things we shared about, please share it with them right now. It's as easy as just sharing a link and you could literally change someone's life. Remember, it is time to stop delaying your happiness.